I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to another episode of Dan Gorman Tells You a Bunch of Stuff Before the Episode at Hand. Today, I just want to let you know that it's almost the first Tuesday of October, so that means there is another secret screening room event, which is an event where every month an audience member is chosen in advance at random to screen a movie. And uh, it's awesome. It's 10 bucks at Camera Bar on Queen Street. And uh, you can buy $5 Tall Boys while you're there. And it's awesome, and I'm always there. And hopefully sometime, sometime one of the other members of See You Next Wednesday will show up. Who knows? Uh, that was Casey on a mic that's not plugged in. So come on out and see us all, hopefully. So October 2nd, Camera Bar on Queen Street West. Do it. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of See You Next Wednesday. This episode drops on September 26, 2012. We are a weekly pop culture film and music podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. My name's Dan Gorman, and don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? My name is Casey Lyons, and my chrome is shining just like an icicle. I ride around town on my lowrider bicycle. <laughs> I'm Greg, and that's why I've got two guns, one for each of you. <laughs> that's it <Yep>. done <laughs> yeah all right uh on today's episode we have uh talk about the master we're gonna play 87 throwback uh film roulette hero swap all the usuals the huge the huge mm. uh so i guess we're gonna talk about the master first right yeah. okay Apparently, Casey didn't see this. I'm going to go see it tonight. <laughs> so what I'm going to be doing is talking about how I'm going to see it tonight. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Okay, well, I first. Expect, I, I I'm ex- going to borrow the streetcar. <laughs> I expect it'll be great. Oh, it's going to be a good story. Um, it's going to be two and a half hours. Yeah. So this is... Uh, how would you describe this, Greg? Uh, well, it's uh, it's, well, it's a new movie from uh, P.T. Anderson, if yeah. anyone doesn't know, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And Amy Adams, um, and it's loosely, very loosely based on the origins of Scientology, or yeah. more so L. Ron Hubbard. And like Hilly. really loosely, it's very loosely. It's more, I think, just inspired by. Yeah, like by the, like the that same kind era, of, I guess, because it's you know it's right yeah. after World War Two. But mostly, it's an examination of the relationship between a uh, cult leader and. His most damaged follower. Yeah. and uh, Played by Joaquin the, Phoenix. Yes. Uh, and the dependency that uh, grows between the two of them for their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I saw. Did, did you see this at the Varsity? I did. Okay, so you saw it on seventy millimeter. Yes, I did. And it looks amazing. It looks amazing. So good. This is um, the first movie that was has been made on seventy millimeters since Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. Yeah, and what was that like ninety five or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks incredible. The cinematography, it looks holy shit! And it, I mean, this has been talked about in a lot of reviews, but just the fact that it is shot in seventy millimeter, but used primarily just for extreme close ups of people's faces. Yeah, which brings out all these expressions and lines that are so uh, captivating. Yeah, um, yeah, and the performances in this movie, like both uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and um, and jo- Joaquin Phoenix, like. I mean, I went in expecting that to be like amazing performances. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, they're both amazing. Uh, yeah, I think Joaquin Phoenix gave the performance of his career. Definitely. With definitely. Like, no question. Nothing else is close. <laughs> his best sense. I'm not there or whatever. <laughs> um, now, I feel like a lot of people are going to be coming out of this movie saying, like, like, that was it or whatever. Like, do you feel like coming off of there will be blood i feel like people are gonna be like that's it it's just a bunch of people walking like there's no like, the i don't story think so. I, I think if you particularly because of there will be blood you know he doesn't make easy movies yeah and i knew i was going in not i was expecting like an action movie or something like yeah. that you know uh so I, yeah, I know. I left the movie and just was like, I'm gonna have to go home and sit about this. Yeah, sit and think about this for five hours because I've I have to digest all of that. But it's, it is action packed. All the dialogue is amazing. The, the script is outrageous, and the movie just looks so good. And there's just so much to think about afterwards. Yeah, um, and I just I liked that it was kind of um, I don't know. I just like that it was you spend time with these characters and in their lives, and then mm. that's kind of it. There's no like big message or there's no. no there's no real like i mean you could probably sit and dissect this movie but i don't think that it necessarily lends itself to that i just like that it kind of has that like 70s like here's some characters and like here's some things that happen to them yeah, yeah. and they're brilliantly I mean, well, acted and there brilliantly will be scripted. blood is, is similar to that yeah you know um i mean maybe even more confusing of an ending for yeah. a lot of people just like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you mean he's done Definitely. um but uh, i mean it is a it, I guess it's a movie about um, unhealthy relationships. Yeah. You know, uh, and it uses this as the platform to tell that story. And it is mainly, I mean, it may, mostly it is a character study of Joaquin Phoenix's character, Freddie Quell, yeah. who's just fascinating. And again, his performance. Drinking Lysol. Yeah, God, all the crazy <laughs> shit he drinks. And just uh, everything about his performance, though, the the facial tick, the uh, the voice, that posture. Yeah, he's so that, consistent. Like, over. And, like, he's just, I can't. You know, uh, he's just a fully realized character in every way. Just uh, one of the more interesting screen characters I've seen in a long time. Yeah, definitely. I would say like 100%. I mean, this is like one of those big movies of the year or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. everyone that's interested in film definitely has to see this. Uh, totally. But see it on 70 millimeters. Yeah, fucking go see gorgeous. this in the theater. It's for sure. really a thing to look at. I think you'll like it, Casey. Mm-hmm. It's an awful lot of millimeters for my liking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you go 16 or lower. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say it like that, you fucking asshole. I did a, I did a different line reading for oh, our listeners. The, for the listener, the, my cat unplugged my mic, and uh, so we had to take that line. Can again. you spot the edit point? <laughs> I think you'll be segment. surprised. Spot the edit point. Uh, oh man. shit! It's an amazing movie, though. Yes, yeah, you unbelievable. See it in the theater, um, super good. In fact, it was so good that I needed to watch something when I got home, and I was sifting around on Netflix, and I found. Um, a 2009 movie based on uh, The Princess of Mars, the John Carter oh, books. Oh, one of the... They made one okay. three years ago. 
starring what? Antonio Sabata Jr. <laughs> and Tracy Lords. And it wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't. Oh, good uh, lord! Really? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Good lords. Good and lords, really. Thank was, you very I much. watched that. It was, and it's, it's an asylum release. That's so what I was thinking. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> and I was shocked at how similar it is to the John Carter movie. And they and they made it so long ahead, like right? yeah, like three years, yeah. which is crazy. And I totally liked it more. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my god! Because it was so just ridiculous. Oh. Uh, you are a big Sabato fan, though. It's true. Yeah. Well, he's a talented man. They change like he's not a uh, civil not war me. soldier anymore. I'm he's not, a, not. in Afghanistan, and he totally knows he's going. It isn't Mars. He's going to some other planet, okay. and he knows he's going there due to some government project Testing. or something. So he's all like, kind of. Is it called John Carter of Mars? No, it's called The Princess of Mars, like the book is actually called. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and that would be Tracy Lords as the Princess of Mars. Right. Um, the but so he knows but they're going not to going a foreign to, place. So but they're he, not like, going nothing's to Mars. a big surprise to him. So he's all like, "Yeah, I'm John Carter of Mars. What's up? Watch me jump." And yeah, he jumps a lot. Now, it, the first half is very similar to the actual movie, and then I guess they just ha- they didn't have the budget to do all the crazy stuff. Yeah, so. it is and, an asylum release. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it, it kind of turned into Total Recall at the end. Like, oh, I'm in. we need air on Mars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> where's Arnold? The alien machine. Yeah, yeah open your mind. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. open your mind. It was totally bizarre, though. It was really if you've seen John Carter. It was a very strange watch. Uh, no Netflix. Mayor McCheese no dog. No Mayor McCheese dog, though. Oh, man. Like, that's, you need a big budget for that. I still have yet to watch John Carter to, f- to see the dog that looks like Mayor McCheese. You don't need to tape a hamburger to a dog's head. <laughs> <laughs> if I that, hey, buddy, that costs like two bucks. That all right? true. It's an asylum picture. Wait for value <laughs> meal day. <laughs> and then... Uh, at the right day, you can't. It can't be a fish burger. No, no, no. That's gonna make <laughs> the it audience stupid. Like, I don't believe That's it. The wrong message. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Did you guys watch anything else? Um. I didn't really. I watched no, well, not much. I watched no. all kinds of stuff. So okay. I went and saw Rambo on the big screen last night. Rambo. Oh, First Blood Part Rambo two. First Blood Part Two. Yeah, I went to Scotia Rambo Bank First Blood Part Two. Yeah, and, join uh, in. I, just, I wanted to be a part of something. <laughs> um, and wow, I was so glad I did that. Six bucks, uh, which is a, a deal, I tell you. A deal. Where us. where was it? At, at Scotia um, Bank Theater. Scotia Bank Theater. Yeah, all right. There weren't a whole lot of people. With, I mean, it's a retarded movie, and seeing something like that on the screen again is so like, yeah. What the fuck was going on in 19? <laughs> this was like, I like it. It's a lot of fun. With the bow and arrow blow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the, it blows everything up, and then especially when he blows up the guy with it, which is the yeah. weirdest standoff ever. And, it's such an, uh, but some of the action is great. Like it is an awesome movie. Everyone should watch it because it's yeah. so much fun. But it's so different from First Blood, which I just watched again. Which uh, like it's such a classy mm-hmm. you know, action. Yeah, thriller. such like and it's like a drama. Totally insane. But the best part about it is it ends with a, another Frank Stallone song. <laughs> uh, and it's just the we were sitting in the theater like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they put this at the end of the movie. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's is a, it related to the movie? It's oh like, yeah, Rambo, it's all about like this land Bob of mine two. and fucking war and stuff, guy. <laughs> my, my brother's famous. <laughs> Does he say that in the song? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, uh, but it's great, and he like you know, Rambo walks off into the sunset at the end. I don't know where he's walking to. It's like maybe catch a flight he's, home. He's yeah. walking to the. I know sun. you're a, a Lobo the loner, but I don't know. Yeah, it was. I'm glad I went though. It was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to. That. Uh, I wish I went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're dumb. Uh, uh, fuck, man. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what else did you watch? You said you watched tons of yeah, things. and I watched Cabin Fever too. Oh, oh, I've seen that. Well, I really liked it. It's not really great. It's weird. It's, it's, it's a fucking interesting. weird. Ass, I wasn't expecting anything. I'm like, I just can't sleep. And I was like, Oh, Ty yeah. West directed this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, and there was like a big thing about yeah, about like losing control, and he wanted to take his name off. He wanted to oh, Alan, really? he wanted to Alan Smithy it because it was like nothing like what he wanted. Huh. But there's still like elements there's of stuff. In it. stuff. What was there's, he there's expecting? He was given it. a straight to video yeah. sequel. Yeah, but I think I think it was one of those things where he was promised control and then like he shot the movie and then they're like oh actually we're gonna edit it now and see you later yeah, did eli is, roth have anything awkward. to do with it i don't think so no, no. he uh, might i don't know but even, it, yeah. it opens like this awesome weird animated uh, uh opening like title sequence with uh that i don't know if you guys know the cave singers but uh, mm-hmm. the song dancing on our graves which yeah is just fucking awesome there's actually a really good soundtrack to it but it's re- it's the movie's just disgusting it's really gross is it really <laughs> so yeah. worse than worse than the first one oh, way in worse. some ways yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely oh. there's i mean there's a couple of things in the first one that just like got under my skin on a psychological level but this one is no just, this one's just a full-on just, like gross out yeah, yeah totally like, yeah uh, but i totally enjoyed it for i mean expecting nothing yeah um and i'm a huge fan of the uh the first cabin fever I think it's a great movie. I think it's I think the that only maybe movie. the only good Eli Roth yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm not I would agree with that. Hostile, yeah. hostile films. Oh, uh, those movies suck. Yeah, they're garbage. Is there anything else? Is he directing no, anything? He has Just not, the three, right? Um, he's he's in and he wrote and Tarantino movies yeah, now. Yeah. Thing. He wrote that Aftershocks movie about like a like a earthquake, and he starred in it as well. But he didn't direct it. Uh. Oh well, but um, well, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, if you want to watch a disgusting, you know, <laughs> fucking no-brainer with not terrible performance, it's really short, and and you yeah, can tell yeah. that like you can tell that there was something wrong with the production because it's like here's a bunch of stuff, and don't they go back to an animated thing in like the middle of the movie or yeah, something? They do. And it's like, oh, weird. Are What's you like padding <laughs> out your time on this like seventy-minute movie? <laughs> <laughs> and Dan Gorman was like, not necessary. <laughs> this is her. just long enough. Yeah. For me. <laughs> and Judah Friedlander shows up in the middle of it yeah like, what is he well, doing here? uh what does his hat say uh, no hat which is really yeah. uh, it's like he was naked Boo. Yeah. <laughs> i love bizarre. i love that judah friedlander does that hat thing because it's so stupid and gimmicky yeah. and it's like he's like he's like bruce valanche 2000 <laughs> uh, yeah um anything else no nah, nothing else to note i'll i'll, I'll let this live for now oh oh i want to bring something up never mind we're moving on i was gonna bring this up the last uh, last show but uh, I was listening to a, another podcast called The Writer's Panel. It's on... Um, oh, right. It's on uh, Nerdist Network. God, you're going to siphon off listeners. They're going to all turn off and go listen to that right now. <laughs> Do it. It's great. Um, no! It's, it's way better than this bullshit. Anyway, uh, so Bob Odenkirk was being uh, was one of the interviewees, and uh, and the question was... What do you not? What are you not inspired by? So, like, what what is one of those things that you're supposed to be inspired by, but you just don't you just don't like it? Yeah. And Bob Unker immediately is like Mel Brooks, <laughs> and I was so happy because to the listeners, Greg and Gorman and I have had this argument a couple times at the bar where they're always talking about how great Mel Brooks is and how definitive his voice is and blah blah. blah. And I'm just like, no, he's terrible and hacky, and he's just. Fart jokes and just vaudevillian bullshit, and and none of it is any good. And I'm and I say that to everybody, and everybody's like, "You're stupid." You, yeah, you Mel are Brooks stupid. Is so good, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Who are you well, talking?" Yeah. I guess I am. <laughs> everybody I talk to is like, uh, and so I'm like, "God, I guess I'm wrong." Bob Odenkirk hates him too, so I feel like me and Bob. Everyone's allowed to be completely wrong. Me even and Bob B-town? Odenkirk. <laughs> no, no, me me and Bob, Bobby. Bobby, um, as you call him, Odie. Sometimes be Odie uh, if we've been drinking. Yeah, uh, as you we're do. right. As you do, as we do, <laughs> time to time, we get together. He doesn't know me. Um, uh, yeah, so you guys are wrong, and me and Bob Odenkirk are right. I'm sorry, right. but I mean, I understand that Mel Brooks uh, 
his track record is is spotty. Spotty, yes. um, but the good stuff. Is, the good is stuff great. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Life stinks. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> is that nope. a good one? <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Uh, anyway, oh, that's a little vindication boy. for daddy. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm daddy we'll, in this let's uh, let's move on to 87 throwback. Another coming back to laughter because I heard a weird noise. Um, <laughs> we have fun. 87 Throwback <laughs> is our weekly segment where we talk about an album and a movie from 1987. Celebrate mm-hmm. their anniversary. Yeah. Um, 25th anniversary of this oh album God. and movie. So yeah. let's get right into the album, which is an album by The Smiths. The Smiths. Yes. Strange Ways, Here We Come. Strange Ways, mm-hmm. Here We Come it by The Smiths. This final album. Final album. Yeah. This was an album that I chose. Yeah. Which uh, I was shocked to hear you choose it. Yes. Yes, because I hate The Smiths. Yeah. So I was like, and I keep hearing that this is such a great album. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it an open mind, as open a mind as I can possibly have. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I really did. I really did try. And Uh, to preface this now, before we get your opinion, I'm also somebody who's never really been a big fan of the Smiths. Right. Mm I heard Queen is Dead in college, and I hated it, Yeah, uh, which is weird, because you'd figure, like, college... That's supposed yeah. to be their best one, and yeah. it's my least favorite by far. So, like, I heard it in someone's car in college once, and I was like, this is bullshit, and mm-hmm. then uh, never really got back on it, and I always thought, like, oh, whatever, Morrissey, yeah. and so... Eventually, one of my friends was like, "No, listen to Meet His Murder. Like, check it out." And I kind of got into that, and I was like, "This is actually pretty cool." I did the same thing with The Cure, actually. Like, I uh-huh. did, I hate The Cure, but then like I heard their first album, and I was like, "Oh, this is like they were still kind of like jangly, like cool guitar indie rock." Mm-hmm. Right. And so I did that with The Smiths, and then this is now other than those two albums, like I'd never heard this album before. We picked it for '87 Throwback, right? Um, I I also hated The Smiths and Morrissey through all of my teens and twenties. Yeah. Then it was they're easy to songs. hate. <laughs> well, I, I liked uh, my first exposure to them was Morrissey's solo, like the Kill Uncle album, which is just terrible <laughs> in the early 90s. And that was my like, oh, this, this guy sucks. And then I heard How Soon Is Now. And it's like, oh, this is The Smiths. I'm like, well, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I listened to The Smiths. I'm like, well, none of it sounds like that, though. Like, yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah. so good. I will say I do like that. It's song. a great tune. Um, and then I just kind of discarded them because I hated Morrissey so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then years later, then I, I heard like This Charming Man and a couple other things. And I became uh, lukewarm to them. I'm not a yeah. good, big fan, but I really like Meet His Murder. I think it's a really yeah. good album. And Strange Ways I like quite a bit, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Queen is Dead. I can't, it has too much of the... Jingle jangle like light yeah, yeah. Smiths, which is really like I like when they're doom and gloom and you know poison relationships and yeah uh, finding happiness and you know and uh, I really li- I actually I like social outcast yeah and I really liked this album like right from yeah. the, like right from the top the first like three or four songs a rush and a push and the land is ours started something I couldn't finish girlfriend in a coma disco dancer like those are fucking all like I feel like this is a pretty top heavy album yeah um but it but I mean. I don't know. I really liked it. And it's something that I kept 
listening to and thinking, I should not be liking this right now because mm-hmm. there's that thing he does on Russian to push where he goes like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's something that I could like. I don't understand why I don't care because it seems mm-hmm. so forced and weird and sound, <laughs> it sounds everything, dumb. Everything it sounds about dumb. This album is forced. No, and weird. but other. But then I was like, but I really like it and yeah, it's super so catchy. I. And I, I, yeah, it's very catchy. Yeah. I, I really go nuts for uh, uh, stopping. Stop me if you'd heard this one yes. before. That's yeah, an amazing tune. So, like lyrically, I don't always like what's going on. Uh, mostly, what I like about the Smiths is Johnny Marr's guitar um, and the bass work. Is the really bass good. work is not fucking so much incredible. on this album, though. It's better Even on the other record. There's so, like on just this, listening but... to this album, I was like, yeah, I love these bass lines. They're just yeah. like super flowy and like really. Yeah, like, I'll give you the play. bass. The, and the bass sounds really good. Like I like the tone and everything. Um, th- this music to me sounds like. The music, like if you needed, uh, if you had like a really pretentious, shitty band in a movie and you needed music for them, like th- th- this music doesn't sound like honest, real music. It sounds like a parody of shitty music. Uh, and it like, like everything about it just, just gets right underneath my skin and will not let up until I turn it off. It took me like four times, uh, to, to get through the whole thing. Man, I don't know. I'm not surprised by any of this. Yeah, like, no. Anybody who has known Casey for any amount of time knows how much. Casey used to walk around with a fuck Morrissey hat. Yeah. That <laughs> was pretty awesome. Yeah, which <laughs> it was, that's a super awesome hat. Yeah. And um, and but, it I like so many people passed by me and no one got mad. I just, just a lot of people got sad. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Like a lot of people would look at me and go, oh. Um, <laughs> I will say no. this is probably the worst gateway album to get into the Smiths. But I've heard other Smiths albums before. I don't know. I could see, uh, get, like, like other than Meet His Murder, this would be my second pick. Like, I'd give somebody Meet so. His Murder well, and then be like, the if you like that, too. get the this one. The first album's right. pretty good. Yeah. Because it's uh, it just sort of loop. I don't know. It isn't quite as... Uh, it doesn't have songs like Frankly, Mr. Shankly and yeah. goofy shit like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate that part of the Smiths and, and yeah. Morrissey in general. Just these goofy, like, silly songs. You know? Yeah. That's what always turns on, me off. On this album, I find it very easy to ignore the things that, that irk me, like, well, lyrically really and stuff. It's yeah. super slick. Because like, if, if it's not... If if I'm hearing words and I'm like, oh my god, this is annoying, like Morrissey, I'm just like, oh, but this song's really catchy. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, Mo- the, probably their hookiest album. Yeah. I, I, I think for uh, your sensibilities or people who aren't into the Smiths, probably, Meet His Murder is probably the best yeah, starting yeah. point. Just because it isn't, For sure. it isn't as I don't know. It doesn't have that. It's not dripping with that Morrissey thing. Yeah, you know. Uh, Except for actually, like, meet his murder as a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> to end out the album is pretty dumb. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> but they stuck it at the end. Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. They're a really frustrating band. Like, I I want to be more into them because. Uh, the stuff I like, I really like, but the stuff I don't like is so frustrating. Like they are a polarizing band. Like they put you in a position of either yeah. really being into it or pretty or much having to like hate detesting it. Yeah, them. yeah. You know, it's that's... rare to sit in the middle, of kind of where I do, where it's just uh, there's a few songs. That you never know, though, Casey. Really catch someday. So, and, and because I'm I mean, it's be... been a slow road for me, and it's been a slow road from Greg. Sure. From the sounds of it, I'm I'm not going to be closed off to the idea that one day I might like the Smiths or Morrissey, but until then, it's like uh, it's uh, this it's like cilantro. Yeah. Yeah, some people love cilantro. Other people, they call some it a people, genetic yeah, defect. Yeah, but people super like tasters, me they say. hate cilantro. So you're a Smith super taster. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's I just too strong. It's super, too potent. and I hate the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if... 
if I was following correctly, but yeah, no, yeah. just just awful. But 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 at the same time, I also feel like this in the same cilantro sense to use my amazing cilantro metaphor. Uh-huh. Amazing. Uh, maybe it's a genetic defect. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in in hating the Smiths because I hear it and I'm like, this is intelligent. Like the. Uh, I understand why this music was made, but every time I hear it, it just makes me want to find him. Makes me want to find <laughs> Morrissey and just poke both of his eyes out yeah, and yeah. just go, "You're yeah. very but bad." He, but, but this is not an uncommon You're very reaction bad, to him. Bad Morrissey, uh, which I used to have. I used to very uh, actively mm-hmm. hate the Smiths. It wasn't like when it would come on and be like, "Oh fuck this." It was like something I thought about yeah, when yeah. it wasn't happening. Like, fuck that goddamn band. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just a lot of like I didn't like the Cure either when I first heard them, and it was I, I got into them a long time ago yeah but when i first heard them i was kind of turned off by it because i was hearing the wrong songs mm-hmm. uh in the wrong context or whatever but and this was a band as well that you know like the smiths it's it's been a few songs that made me go well these oh, are yeah i, like I gotta give so them much. another chance uh, but most of those are songs that aren't traditionally on actual releases this charming man and how soon is now yeah they are, those songs are on american releases you know or reissues uh, but on original albums, they weren't there. They were just B-sides to singles, and it's the best work they've done, which is weird. Mm-hmm. All right, know. so cap off the Smiths. Uh, get me this uh, murder, murder if you haven't heard it, and then yeah. maybe come around to uh, this album. Yeah, well, this can one I, is Strange just, Ways I is the one a, that Johnny Marr and Morrissey both said is their favorite Smiths mm-hmm. album. I want to make a, 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 a... I just noticed something. Hurry up. Uh, I was just... <laughs> I was just ripping on Judah Friedlander for his clever hats. Yeah. And then it came up that I wore a clever fuck more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, uh, what, did you, what did you say of him? That he was Bruce Valanche? Yeah, uh, so yeah. What are you, I Bruce, think I'm like, I'm Bruce, Bruce Valanche, Valanche 90s. Or <laughs> that's, uh, that's upsetting to me. Um, and, and a giant hypocrite. So yeah. Enjoy that. Okay, well, uh, we got we got to move on to yeah, our let's movie. Get on to the movie. Uh, and our movie is Masters of the Universe oh, from 19. 19- 1987. Yep. This the is the He-Man movie. Yep. The Masters of the Universe. Dolph Lundgren. Do- oh my God! Oh, man. Can you right. call it Dolph Lundgren and way too many facial expressions? Can you call it starring? He's barely like I, he's <laughs> barely on this screen. Like he's on the screen a lot, but he's barely there. Like yeah, he's yeah, just like yeah, but I'm I'm He-Man. Like he doesn't he's, have any like dialogue. It, he considers it the low point of his acting career. In yeah, every way. No way. Because it's the biggest profile lead role he's ever had. I know. But it's he's so bad in it. He's awful. As He Man, he like like I can't imagine reading the script with his lines. Like if you isolated his lines, it would just be a lot of like <laughs> grunting and like he doesn't really ever say like he doesn't have any moment where he says more than a sentence. No, no. In this See, movie. I don't I don't care about all that. It's a He Man movie. I don't need no, good no, acting. No. The it only isn't a thing He-Man it's movie. barely a He Man movie. It's the only He Man movie we have. Oh man, I see. I was a, I was really into He Man when I was a kid. Like really into. Yeah. I had Castle Grayskull, like, toys and shit weird. like that, and I loved the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then you go see the movie, and I was already like a little too old at this point to be I was you know not really playing with toys anymore yeah, yeah. but I was still like I had a you know uh, emotional connection to the characters I was excited like ooh live action He-Man I'm watching it I'm like he's not even Adam Prince of Eternia yeah, yeah. Right? like there's no fucking I you know I have the power power Grayskull yeah. like none of that no. happens that's gone all the characters are different they just yeah. like scrapped everybody and just threw in all these new people like lizard guy yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's just this, other lizard guy with crazy like, uh, hair it seems like they had <laughs> which a is script. the best named character yeah <laughs> 
It seems Blast like they had a, it's like they had a script for another hair. movie that yeah. was like a Star Wars ripoff, and they were like, "Oh, also this He-Man thing's like pretty popular." Although, like, I think by this point was he st- was this this wasn't his peak of popularity, was no, it? No, no, no. The peak was, it was like later, also right? Weird that they did it then and changed it so much because the cartoon I think was done at this point. Yeah, because the cartoon was like eighty two to eighty five, yeah, maybe eighty six. Yeah. yeah. And, so, <laughs> but it was huge, and it established this whole world and the whole idea. And they just threw it out the, the window. Cartoon. It was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, and they're just like, Kids we have this script care. for a movie that's kind of like Star Wars, but like, let's just put the word He Man in there once yeah, in a while yeah. and put and like, oh shit, put this fresh face Courtney Cox let's in here. Make him go to Earth. Yeah, we cheaper. We have a record store that my cousin owns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> full of uh, Japanese synthesizers. Yeah, apparently, they fall from space. <laughs> they fall out from space. Now, when he finds the time key. In the ground with Courtney Cox. It's fallen out of the sky. Yeah, and he's and he said, I love like, how oh, they get that, by the way. This. They send that little grappling hook out, yeah. like back through the portal, yeah. and mm-hmm. it finds the key. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep, that's, that's yeah. my thing. And, but she, she, Courtney Cox is like, oh, somebody dropped this here. And he's like, no way. Look at this crater. Like, this thing fell, fell out of like, the earth. You know yeah. what it is? It's Japanese synthesizer. I know. Obviously. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the Japanese have these fucking brilliant synthesizers they don't they want us to have, so they put them into orbit. America. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they aren't this surprised. Is the work of Japanese musicians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're good. It's, yeah. They are good. And then they play and the thing. It actually at, like, plays like a synthesizer. And all those crazy lights are floating around above it, like a cloud appears. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. and they're just like. Sweets, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is totally what these Japanese keyboards guys do. are totally on. Yeah, I just love that it had like all these buttons well, for tones. To, to be fair, yeah. Japanese toilets do very much that. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is so long. Uh, the three of us have talked at length about yeah. how long this movie is. It, yeah. It's like fun. an hour and forty-five minutes, and it yeah. feels like three hours. It's, like it's disgusting. It's just, I, oh. Yeah, I was, I was like. I think 14 minutes into it, just as they as they uh, uh, jump through the portal thing, and I was like, and yeah, like that felt like a good 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, because so much happens like before they get to Earth, like not so much happens, but they just do a bunch of stuff that's well, dumb yeah, and takes they, a long time. They're just like stuff, walking around and shit. Yeah. yeah, and so weird that Frank Langella is Skeletor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks like it just, but it just looks like Frank Langella with a bunch of melted marshmallows on his all over his face. Yeah, strategically melted marshmallows oh, all over yeah. his face. He looks like Pizza the Hut. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he totally does. Marshmallow like, the Hut. It's uh, oh it's God. hilarious, and and I do love that that eighties thing, like where prosthetics, the mouth didn't really have to move. No, no. Like, uh, <laughs> his lines were actual. They just be ah, rah, rah, nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. He man. Um. He ran. Yeah. He ran. <laughs> Do you? Are you saying he man? <laughs> I can't tell. Me. Get those marshmallows out of your mouth. Three I had he man. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, what a pile of shit. Yeah. This movie's garbage. Do not like. I've I'd never seen this movie before. Um. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be entertaining. It was no, very hard to sit through. This yeah. is pretty crappy. I, remember, I, I can was, understand like people that watched it when they were a kid, yeah, thinking yeah. it's fun to watch now because it's stupid or whatever. Well, just for nostalgia but, too. Uh, yeah. just, I remember how mad I was when this came out. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that you went and saw it in theaters, right? Yeah, yeah, I did, and I was just furious. I was like, "What the fuck is this, man? Yeah. This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah, like bullshit. Someone who's for real into He Man, you're like, "I fucking know that you don't know anything yeah. about He Man. Don't pull this over on me, man." <laughs> bunch of garbage yeah don't yeah. go don't go watch this movie. yeah don't That's, bother with yeah. this movie it sucks the balls yeah. all right 
Uh, well, let's move on to. Are they still remaking it or, or not nah, remaking it? But are they still trying to do another? It's, it's come movie? up like twice and been scrapped both times. Ugh, Somebody I say made don't like do a, it. There's a fan-made uh, anime trailer for it that's really stylized. Is that like in style right now, doing anime things? Yeah, for... this was like fuck four years okay, ago, maybe okay. five, and it was cool. I was like, well, this is what they should do because it's yeah. great. Because all this stuff is too bananas to just be like a straight up live action movie like that, yeah that, that world is crazy yeah um they should just do like an animated feature film like they used to do for the batman movies like there's a shitload of batman yeah, yeah. feature like animated films that from what i've read are actually legitimately great yeah, yeah. um so they should just do something like that they, put well, it on yeah, video it's too fantastical to, to, to play it off properly in live action because the characters are so ridiculous yeah you know, like uh, clawful because he has claws. Yeah, <laughs> Stinkor because he smells bad. <laughs> I, ha- I, I had fucking I had Stinkor the toy when I was a kid. He just looks like a skunk with but a dude. Yeah, but and it stinks. It stinks. Mm-hmm. The toy actually stinks. That's a terrible <laughs> idea for a toy. <laughs> like it was the worst. And he was like weirdly fuzzy too, oh. and just smelled really bad. Yeah. And I was playing He Man with uh, my friend Martin at his place, and we just kind of were like, well, let's go outside, and we just yeah. left our toys. But we left Stinkor on a radiator. Oh, Jesus. And he melted into the radiator. <laughs> That's awesome. Forever. Yeah, well, for weeks and weeks. Anytime you turn whole... on the radiator. <laughs> no, no, they didn't have to turn it on. <laughs> the whole apartment just reeked of Stinkor oh. for, for weeks on end. His That's mom terrible. was so pissed. Yeah. Like, Why does that smell? It's Stinkor. <laughs> yeah. What's the toy? <laughs> Sorry, but it's, yeah. it's doing exactly what yeah. the box suggests. <laughs> oh. Why didn't you melt Cinnabon, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go melt new car, man. <laughs> uh, okay, right. well, uh, we, sh- we should move on to get film, film roulette. Yeah. But first, here's an ad that I'm going to throw to. Take oh. it away, ad. Hey, this is Matt O'Brien inviting you to listen to my podcast, Rehash. It's on iTunes. It's about Twitter. It has comedians. That's all you need to know. You can tweet questions in at RehashCast on Twitter. And then just have a good time. Let me hang out in your ears. It almost sounded like I said, let me hang out in your rears. But I actually said ears. In the podcast sense. Check it out. It almost looks like a, a bicycle it, made out of butts. Yeah, it uh, it was... Someone had an icicle hanging off their butt. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you, man. Yeah. It's a great time. You don't even know what's going to happen after this podcast. That's for the listener. Get on the good boat. That's what I say. <laughs> Rehash. New episodes every Monday on iTunes. In your ears. You're listening to Rehash with Matt O'Brien. Good job, Ad. Good job, Ad. Oh, now we're going to get on with the film roulette uh, theme song. Here we go. Good job, theme no, song. No. Yeah, good job. Okay, that's going to be hilarious to Very listen to. Good. Anyway, um, Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us go and roll the die, and whoever rolls the two high numbers gets to go see something good. Oh, my voice cracked oh. there. Oh, our little Gorman's uh, becoming a man. Up, guys, I'm all grossed oh up. Um, I just watched his other testicle descent. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I saw it He's on just YouTube. just a boy. 
<laughs> Not yet a man. <laughs> oh, right. So uh, where was I in the pitch? Uh, anyway, so the three of us roll die. The two high rollers get to go see something good. And the low roller has to see something shitty. But the low roller gets to give the high rollers an album to listen to that will probably be painful. This week we went and saw Dread 3D, Greg yep. and I. And uh, Casey went and saw... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh trouble with the curve, but we'll get to that after we talk about dread. So Dread 3D, awesome, right? So awesome. Come on, God. Oh, my God. I haven't said Great. anything to anyone all day. I'm just trying yeah. to like, contain it and wait to, yeah. to show up here. Surprisingly awesome. Holy fuck, I loved that it's movie. It's really fun and it's really so dark. It's so great and violent, but artistic. Yeah. And, and it uh, looks beautiful. It looks cool. And, uh... Yeah, oh. so Casey... All right, anyway... Yeah, you guys talk. I got a piece. So Casey's going to the washroom. <laughs> uh, so, Dread 3D, it's like... Okay, there was a Judge Dread everyone knows uh, with Sylvester Stallone, and it was pretty shitty. Just terrible. This movie is they're trying to tip the scales back towards being like an accurate representation of Judge Dredd. Yeah, which, so is, which super is based bleak. on a comic book for people yeah. who don't know, because a lot of people just thought it was some crazy movie that yeah, Stallone yeah. was in. Um, Carl Urban is yeah. the Dread this time, and he's teamed up with a rookie, and they go into a big building, not unlike in the film The Raid, and they get stuck in there, and it's full of gang members, and they just kind of have to fight their way out. Yeah. The, the thing that I liked about this movie was um, it's not all crazy over the top action. It's no. also kind of like suspenseful. I, it almost reminded me of like a John Carpenter movie. Like there had that synthy score. It's like kind of John Carpenter. Like there's outbursts of over the top violence, mm-hmm. but it's also a lot of just like walking around and just like really badass scenes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and there's there's twists and turns that come up. You know, it's not. It isn't a you know a heavy thinker. No, movie, the script but... is like the script exists as much as it needs to. It's yeah. just kind of there, and a lot of really badass one-liners and just totally. like really fun and I love violence the look and crazy. Of it and I like the music too. Yeah, the music, the music really good. When when the music was was like kind of down tempo and not like scoring action it was yeah. just this really droney 80s kind of like totally. tangerine dream synth lines and it's like fucking right i love oh that God, shit yeah. i was just freaking the whole movie i'm just sitting there with a big smile yeah on my face the whole time. yeah like, this is just outstanding carl urban was perfect yeah he's perfect super, and uh olivia thurlby is the is the rookie that he's in there yeah. with and she was fucking awesome i was too. surprised how much of it was more about like her because like for yeah. a while he doesn't really do that much for like the first chunk of the film kind of like there's a bit there's a lot where he's just like taking her around and yeah, being like yeah. what do you think rookie or whatever which well, was kind of interesting I think it worked in a way that like cuz dread is kind of a kind of a character that's too like doesn't really work live action almost yeah. 
Um, and I think they did a really smart thing of having him be sort of like how, how they made the Hulk work in the Avengers, mm-hmm. where he's just he's like the the added dressing. Yeah, like she's the story. She handles the dialogue and and, push, totally. and her and the villain. Yeah, push the 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 plot forward, and mm-hmm. he's just there. When he's a, needed, a, a, you know, to like just, do the crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this like overwhelming uh-huh. force of something? You know, totally. Because like, he is sort of inhuman in his whole vibe. He's just oh, fuck it. I, yeah. I, I went nuts. It for was it. really fun. Lena Headley or he- Hedy? Is that how you say her name? I'm not sure. Uh, she was awesome as the villain, Mama. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Um, how uh, how was Rob Schneider? Is he? <laughs> they brought good? him back. He was no, the, and, and the pasta robots are back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recycled food. Rob Schneider and the pasta robots. Yeah. Um, um, now they said to, in order for there to be more of these, uh, the like Dread uh, would have to make fifty million mm-hmm. worldwide box office. And apparently it is struggling. It's opening weekend. North America was only six million. Oh man! So go see this movie. Yeah, seriously. I want more of them. So go bad. see I this will movie go see it again. Seriously, oh, like, it's really good. It's real. Like if you like, just I don't know. Like it. I, don't, I, I struggle because I don't want to say that this is like an amazing, perfect film. But like, if you want a blast of a time at the movies and you like cult movies, you like genre movies. Yeah. It's dark and it's fun and it's violent and like. The, the drug in the movie slow-mo so cool. is so cool to see in 3D. There's yeah. just lots of awesome slow-mo 3D, 3D shots. This is definitely one that the it's 3D just, is yeah, good I for. I definitely it. just left thinking like, wow, that was just so such like an invigorating blast. Yeah, like, I haven't had that much fun in an action movie or, or sci-fi, whatever classification you want to give it, because it's kind of both. Uh, Years, yeah. I haven't seen one that I enjoyed as much. I look forward to this seeing it again crazy. on uh, I didn't DVD. It to be yeah, that man, good. I've no, yeah, out. it's just it's just it 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 knows what it wants to do. Yep. Like it, it wants to entertain you, and it just does that. And it's just so badass. Like yeah. the one liners and the violence. It's just yeah, it's just it is, is it what it is. Vi- like, it's is good. It a good oh, it's violent. insanely violent. Yeah, is it's really? crazy violent. What's the rating on this? Oh, it's rated R. It's super violent. Good hard R. Yeah. Yeah. sweet. Man, it's just awesome. How raid redemption y is it? Um, I well, mean, the setup is like Raid Redemption. I th- we mentioned it while you were peeing, I think. Yeah. Could um, you hear me peeing? No. Hey, listeners, did you hear me pee? They didn't. <laughs> I tried um, to pee loud. It, it's only Raid Redemption in the sense that it's, it takes place in a in building, building, building and right. everyone and there's in lots the building of, yeah. is... Is a of a criminal element yeah, it, or in, it exists in the setup the, there's comparisons that could be made but in terms of what kind of a movie it is it's it's a lot there's no like hand-to-hand like martial no, arts no, or right, anything right. you know it's, it's just yeah no it's it not does like its own that. thing and uh, yeah. again like a lot a great deal of, of great action movies over the years have stolen from foreign yeah, cinema yeah and uh we you know we're not going to get a raid redemption remake no for american audiences because you can't have you know, Taylor Kitsch running around in an apartment building punching people. Yeah. It's not going to be the same thing because yeah. that movie's about the fights. Yeah. And those actors need the and talent. how good they are at martial arts. So to take the idea, you know, and take inspiration from that of having being a building and that being the uh, the uh, the conflict in it, I mm-hmm. think it's brilliant. And go for it for sure. Because, you know, we, we should take influence from great uh, action movies yeah, from elsewhere, why not? you know, because sure. no, most American audiences oh, aren't it, going to see the Raid Redemption. No. Yeah, so. and it's not like I have a problem with it being the, being similar. I was just, I found it odd that that, sure. that it came out shortly after mm-hmm. and, and had a very similar it just, um, idea. Yeah. It, it just works so well. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a I, blast. I can't wait to see, see it. See it, for sure. Please well, go I see it in the theater. How does it, Make it this com- movie a success. Yeah, It's so definitely. great. Mm-hmm. So how did that compare to Trouble with the Curve? Trouble Clint Eastwood. Uh, no, old Casey, man. Clint Eastwood, old man, and uh, Justin Timberlake, young baseball player. How do they interact? I want to. Do they get along? Do they get along by the end of the movie? 
Does he become? <laughs> does he get his eyesight back? Tell me, Casey. I'm dying to know. Uh, okay, you guys are way off. That's not what this movie is at all. Uh, this movie is um, uh, just awful. <laughs> it's just it's just the most formulaic bullshit. But no, you guys are wrong. Um, Clint Eastwood loves uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. They're good friends. Uh, they're both scouting the same uh, uh, the same prospective baseball player gentleman, um, and as, as like uh, to and they're sort of players. working together. One for the Red Sox, one for the Braves, uh, and uh, and Amy Adams comes along because Clint Eastwood is her dad, who is never mm-hmm. there for her. Everything about this thing, like she's a hardworking lawyer, yeah. who, who's very into her job, and she's about to be, be made a partner. But John Goodman, who <laughs> is uh, Clint Eastwood's best friend, and actually pretty awesome in this movie. Yeah, no, it's John. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's good he's in just anything that he's awesome. in, yeah. pretty much. Um, he's like, come on, you got to go with your dad because he can't see nothing. Because uh, his eyesight is failing, because mm-hmm. he's an elderly gentleman. Yeah. So uh, she's like, "No, I'm a hardworking lawyer with something to prove." Because my dad left me, uh, and he's like, "Come on, go." And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Come on." So she does. <laughs> 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 riveting, absolutely riveting. That's the exact. That's line for line. <laughs> uh, and then, and yeah, they just gradually become closer, and and then it becomes more of a movie about. Her relationship with Justin Timberlake, who likes her, but she's too hard-edged, and her dad left her, so she doesn't trust men. But mm. then at the end, you know what, guys? You know what? Maybe she does. Oh, my God. What yeah. a bitch. <laughs> it's, oh, oh boy. Total <laughs> um, it's just this movie sucks on every level. It's so formulaic, and, and the performances are fine, but like everybody's just just like cash and a paycheck yeah, yeah. And, and i don't blame them justin timberlake he's very charming i think yeah. justin timberlake he's a is pretty good likable i think he's a terrible actor he's no yeah i didn't I mind him in alpha dog charming i didn't mind he's good in social network i think in the right role he, he can good be good network, see I, I don't think i i don't think he is good like i think he appears i think he says lines good uh, but like, there's <laughs> nothing about. Like, yeah, it, it, it just seems like Disney acting all mm. the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Even in I Southland Tales and other things. Oh, where well, I didn't he see Southland. Be, you watch that bullshit? Uh, yeah, it, it has some interesting. <laughs> there's the, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of interesting. I've ideas always about uh, Southland Tales. I've always yeah. heard, but it's, I've like, but it's two and a half hours of batshit crazy Richard Kelly. So it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's, uh, but there's a lot of enjoyable things about it. I like yeah. that movie. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, don't go see Trouble with the Curve unless you know what. Actually, unless I don't, I don't unless any of our listeners are. But like, yeah, unless you're somebody's mom or or like, you'll really like it because it, it is that formula. Yeah, well, like, if you're the kind of person manipulative that, yeah. kind of thing, if you want to see something easy and you're just yeah. like, you know, whatever. That's the thing. This is a very easy movie to watch. It's just not rewarding. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's quick before we roll. Uh, we got to talk about the album that Casey and I had to listen to because mm-hmm. Greg lost uh, yep. the prior week. Let's get it out pretty quick because we're uh, we're getting up there in time. But okay. we had to listen to the 1999 self-titled Ricky Martin album. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> You're welcome. You fucker. Um, I was listening to it today at work, and I like <laughs> I had to open it in like another window and like like minimize it because I didn't want like Ricky Martin like all up on my fucking computer because it's like why is Dan listening to Ricky Martin all day? Uh, and then it made my work day terrible because it's like doing work, wanting to die. The thing about this fucking Ricky Martin album, does the does the music and production not 
sound like a MIDI track. Uh, like it's the most well, it, flat. Yeah, it sounds like, like karaoke. It's like flat karaoke with these like those like punchy like Casio horn keys. Like yeah, rah, yeah. Rah, I'm pretty rah. sure. I'm pretty sure most of the horns on this thing are virtual. Yeah, I know, but I mean, but like they don't even fucking sound like a decent virtual the horn. It just sounds like they got one of those hundred dollar well, ni- keyboards. It was and, was like, and no one expected this to be a gigantic hit. I it guess. was like, yeah, this guy, yeah. Menudo guy, give him another album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Fact, he went by Menudo Guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, before this album came. Listen, out. I want to make my album self-titled, and if my name's Menudo Guy, <laughs> I think we're gonna have to go with my real yeah, name. You better start calling me Menudo Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a few years since Menudo, guys. Come on. I think I deserve to be called a man. What I was hoping for was just that. Yeah, either ruining your day at work and like trying to hide that you were listening to it from people, or. Mm-hmm. Having that awkward experience of like walking down the street to this, <laughs> walking down know. the street and yeah, private just emotion your headphones and trying I only not to... to it very quietly in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want the neighbors to know. And I figured it would probably because it's so like horribly hook ridden that mm-hmm. you'll just be walking around humming it eventually. It was yeah, it's my brutal. real hope. Is Shake that your bonbon is such a fucking bad song. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> I know that's a weird song. <laughs> Because I don't think weird. it's like a reference to dancing or anything. No, like, I think it's uh, there's something prurient about this. <laughs> what my what my bonbon actually yeah. is. Um, favorite song? Either of you? Anyone have a favorite? Oh well, well, as I said, "Shake Your Bonbon" is so weird and fucking. I don't even know. Like that when that came on, I was like, "What?" Um, and then some of the some of the ballads are pretty hilariously stupid. Like <laughs> she's all I ever had, or whatever. Like this fucking yeah. I like. I really like uh, for for the title almost for the title alone. I am made of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because because a that doesn't make sense. No, nothing about B, that makes it's sense. It's creepy, but it sounds like something. Yeah, it's very creepy. It's it's uh, but it sounds like something that like like somebody was writing a song and like this and they were eight years old and they were like. Oh man, that's really like poetic and shit. What does it mean? That's eh, for Ricky Martin. Don't worry too much about what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Menudo Man. You mean Menudo Man, yeah. Uh, are you kidding me? I'm made of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bound to this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that album to come out. Yeah. So um, that's. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, short answer no, I don't have a favorite. <laughs> no, yeah. No, there's no favorite. My favorite was the uh, last second of the final track when it stopped playing. Yeah, yeah. I love that part. I took right. the knife out of my head. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into rolling. Okay. What are we rolling for? Can I, can I give, <laughs> Looper, I assume. Yes, right? Looper. Can yes. I give you my punishment album first? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to get away from it. Uh, <laughs> well, well that if I just slid over yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I'm not actually being mean with this one. Okay. This one, uh, really? Because uh, no. it was like two punishment albums I'll for you. I'll find a way week. to hate it. I know. It. But you, you know, put one on yourself. I, no, well, I you know, I, I, th- this is just an album that I wanted to talk about because I wanted to uh, uh, to sort of get some feedback right. off of it. Um it is Mission of Burma's newest album. Okay. It's called Unsound. Oh, came out this year. cool. All right. And, and they're, they're, they're kind of a band that are doing the reunion thing that um, is going fairly well. Yeah, yeah. Like they're getting yeah, well, they good made, reviews. They released a few albums since they yeah. got back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, they've, uh, over the past couple of years, they've had a couple yeah. of albums come mm-hmm. out. Um, and uh, I, I'm a fan of Mission of Burma's. Oh, yeah. Sure. Versus is a fucking of, incredible yeah. album. It's a fantastic album. Um, I really dig kind of what what they were doing when no one else was really sort of doing that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this album, 
I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted to spend more time with it. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'll be listening to this album with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This week, because like I, I don't have fully formed thoughts about it, but my first instinct was I, I didn't really care for it. But I feel okay. like it might grow on me. All so, right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, and I, and I want to sort of bounce this album off you guys. That's exciting. All cool. right. Yeah. Sweet. See, I'm All right. nice. Well, look so, at you. So this week look we're gonna we're gonna you. roll for look at you. Look at you. Stop <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> Stop looking at me. Um, so this week we're gonna roll for Looper as the good movie, the Joseph Golden Le- Gordon Levitt, Bruce Willis, Emily Blunt. Can't wait. To uh, sci-fi action mm-hmm. flick from the director of Brick and Brothers Bloom. Uh, and what do you guys think? Hotel Transylvania for the bad movie? Oh yeah. There's not much else. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that's what I'm going to see. Um, there's a bunch <laughs> of limited stuff otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if this Hotel Transylvania animated film, I don't know if it's going to be terrible. I know that the guy that directed it did Samurai Jack, which people seem to like. I don't know. Oh, that cartoon yeah, show? Yeah, uh, people, I don't know. I've heard yeah, people yeah, yeah, say yeah. that it's good. I have no idea. Yeah, actually, but, somebody was explaining it to me. Yeah, uh, people seem and, to like it. And Yeah, yeah. Uh, really so great. who knows, but Adam Sandler and... Uh, um, <laughs> for the listener, Casey pretended to fall asleep. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was clearing oh. my throat. <laughs> it looked like you pretended to fall asleep. Like you were like, yeah, people heard, said it was good. Snore. Uh, no, I was just <laughs> reacting to whatever you were saying. Gorman's talking. I'm taking a nap. Yeah. Um, this could go on forever. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's roll it up. I'm going to go first. All right. And okay. I roll a six. Oh, shit. The streak there, is over. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> the it was a it was Greg a far reach for that guy. Yeah. Didn't want to get out of my chair. Greg is old. And I got a oh. two. He's the new oh Gorman. Greg no, is the new Gorman. that's no good. I want to see Looper. Oh, oh. Casey and I. Casey and I are going to see Looper. Sweet. Yeah, Fuck yeah, me. Whatever. Uh, Enjoy. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a uh, Balls. as a vampire. Yeah, you got CeeLo Green in there, and he's always funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> he's known for his voice for acting. Being hilarious. <laughs> what a bunch of shit. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So uh, now we're gonna talk about Hero Swap. No. Here is the theme song. Uh, <laughs> I regret nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my story. All right. Hero swap cage match. We're the most unprofessional podcast pa- ever. Why do we always pause for so Every fucking time long? All you have is we stare at each other like up. idiots. Like, <sighs> somebody go. You gotta go. I'm not gonna go. Uh, no, you hang up. You hang up right yeah. now. <laughs> like each other. Uh, so, hero swap cage match is our weekly segment where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. Either in a UFC ring, a jungle, or Thunderdome. There, uh, we started with 64. We will end with one. Here is one of those matches. Yeah. <laughs> Today we've got uh, uh, Sarah Connor from, from the, the Terminator, Terminator series, portrayed by Linda Hamilton, going up against Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. Dick Tracy. Oh, my. Where's that stupid dice? This is going to be interesting. So we're going to roll to see where they are. 
Here we go. And they are, they are going to be fighting in... Uh, one or two is UFC ring. UFC ring. This is going to be a straight fisticuffs, <sighs> um, which, so, which is interesting. This is kind of level playing field. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this actually does make it a little bit... Dick Teresi's, like main thing, if anyone's seen the movie recently, I, I watched it about know, two months ago or something like that. His main thing is he has like this killer right hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a face puncher. Yeah, he's a total face puncher. Yeah, yeah. face puncher. Um... And I did rewatch Terminator 2 mm-hmm. just to get all geared up for this. Man, what a fucking amazing, amazing. movie that is. Yeah. It is outrageous. For sure. Every scene <laughs> is like iconic. It's insane. It's a good thing he's a face puncher, not a face licker. Yeah, she does yeah. not like she that. She fucks like people that. up who do that. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, man. That, that's one of the more vicious attacks in the whole movie. Of, uh, yeah. of anyone on anyone, Terminator on human or yeah. whatnot, is the broom handle upside the head to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Earl, Earl Bowen. Oh, my. Love that guy. So disgusting. Um, all right. Well, uh, Sarah Connor is, uh, is, is self-trained in a variety mm-hmm. of... Uh, Fighting styles and while all the gun work that she has isn't going to come into this because there's and no, no guns yeah. here. No, no guns. Yeah, uh, straight straight fists. Uh, she's she's much more emotionally disturbed than yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely for sure. Uh, so this is a very I mean, pardon the the reference to the comics, but he's a fairly two dimensional character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like you're not, not pardoned for that reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm clever. Yeah, but um, he is. <laughs> and he doesn't do a lot. He's not like, um, like you said, he has a killer, a killer punch, but he's not known for his brutality, really. No, you know, no, he's no, like no. A, well, he's got a, a gun, and it's a whole yeah. lot of molded right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I figured it out. I got yeah, you. Exactly. I put this puzzle together. <laughs> Hold on, I got to talk to my watch. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, watch! Did you see how I solved the puzzle? <laughs> Dick Tracy yes, is like Dick, BRB. Oh, yeah. You're doing pretty watch. good, Dick. Are you yeah, making that voice yourself? No, no, that's my watch. Don't worry about it. I mean, that's I'm the watch. I gotta go. <laughs> um, so this this fight's gonna be interesting. I I my initial reaction is in a UFC ring, uh, Sarah Connor. My initial gut reaction is is that she will take this just because she has that like. I know that it kind of has to set her off for her mm-hmm. to get to that level, but I feel like waiting around will f- will set her off. Like because sure. neither well, because they're both going like like, to be like be held yeah. somewhere. She's got to go be with John because he's naked without her. Yeah, yeah. And like she's got she, uh, she definitely like she's in crazy shape. Linda Hamilton totally. in this movie. She trained yeah. with like yeah, Israeli yeah. uh, ex commando and some other martial artists like she's like, like hardcore. And uh, like when she's doing the breakout scene, which is so good. Um, She's very well tempered in that, but has explosions of energy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there is a, a big orderly that comes at her that she just like does a straight like kind of uh, open palmed shot to the chest. And yeah, just and he takes, just takes him, him down. straight off his feet. Like right. she's a powerful force mm-hmm. physically. Very. Uh, and the thing is, um, Dick Tracy's never killed anyone. You know, uh, uh, no, I don't. Uh, I didn't read the comics, but definitely not in the movie. And this is what we're going with is the movie, yeah. right? So, um, like. So uh, he, I don't know. He, he would try. He would try and find a way, like to like knock her out, or like he would try and find a way to like dance around the situation her. instead yeah. of like yeah. where she's yeah. just going to be trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah, she's like, well, this is the task at hand. And yeah, yeah. they'll be, be like, this here, getting this ring stick trace with that guy being and, dead. And no matter uh, no no matter how many times he punches her with sweet sweet head punches. Yeah, delicious head punches. Face punches. Face punches. Yeah. Face and head. Yeah. She's gonna keep getting back up. Totally. Yeah, I, I see almost no way around it, no, especially no. At, with it as this le- this level of a playing field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think Dick Tracy's out. 
Yeah. Even if there were, even if we they were anywhere else, and he had weapons and she didn't, I still say. She well, did. I, I could see, like, I don't know, I could see somehow maybe Dick Tracy if he had a weapon and they were in the jungle or something, and like he saw her and he had a gun or something, and he'd be like, I guess maybe. I have to do this. But she's yeah. like, she's uh, but you know, trained herself. She'd with, be like, hiding somewhere. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Very experienced. It would, with a lot it of would weapons. take a lot of circumstances to lead to Dick Tracy yeah. Yeah. winning. To, to Dick Tracy even <laughs> being be able like, to kill somebody. <laughs> it would yeah, be like yeah. a Final Destination movie of things going right for Dick Tracy. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh, whoa, I have a gun. Oh, okay, she's not looking at me. Oh, And then at the end, he would still feel bad. Yeah. He would shed a single tear after All right, doing Sarah Connor. It. Yeah. Sarah Connor, Connor wins. Two. Yeah. Good stuff. Sweet. Good um, oh, I didn't even look up who we've got next week. Let's see what, what we have going on here so we can all uh, watch movies and be prepared to argue. Yeah. All right. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, man. Greg, while you're looking at Foreman, you want to make your... Uh, <laughs> uh, this is killing time. If I make a noise. It's still interesting. Oh, if yeah. This is a fucked up one. This is crazy. Next week, this is a big one. Uh, emotions are all over the place. This is Indiana Jones versus Jason Bourne. Damn. Oh, this is dear. some crazy shit. Yeah. All right. That's next week. Awesome. Fuck right, me. Well, look all forward right. to that. Why don't you? Yeah. yeah. So let's wrap up the episode with our Ghostbusters recap. Yeah. Uh, what's the order? I'm doing the dumb one. You're Casey, dumb. you're doing. I'm Hollywood. Uh, good. All right. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, you never heard the show before. At the end of every episode, we recast a movie as Hollywood would do it. Uh, as an idiot would do it, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, and would, would hopefully be good. Yeah, and and how we would like to see it. Right. Te- basically, who? What are we gonna go do first? Well, we'll end on stupid. That's okay. what we're doing, right? So. Yeah. So I'll go first. Okay. I'm Hollywood. Hollywood. And I have to admit that uh, I I did I tried to go as Hollywood as I could, but it's Ghostbusters. I love this movie. This yeah. movie is like oh, so much of a formative thing. Absolutely. I had to go good. Like I couldn't put a lot of shitty people into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I tried to go good and Hollywood at the same time. So, I go for Venkman. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you replace Bill Murray in anything. No, you well, you don't. But I figure for my money, the best shot is Adam Scott. Okay, all right. I, I throw Adam Scott. And in you there think just, they would be like thinking, let's get him into something bigger? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he he is sort of set to uh, to be a bigger star, bigger than he is. Now. Yeah. Um. So I, I throw Adam Scott in there for Egon. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know, <laughs> or the fact that I just fucking love him so much. But I got uh, Richard Iowati. Okay. Oh, cool! Play, that would play. be very cool. Pick, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Nice uh, for Ray Stance. I've got some. Um, oh, oh yeah, uh, I actually went with the part of the casting rumors that you heard when they said that they were doing the Ghostbusters yeah, in yeah. Hell thing. They said Ben Stiller was attached. Mm-hmm. They also said Seth Rogen. So. Mm-hmm. I put sure. Seth Rogen in there. Okay. I like Seth Rogen. Sure. I, like Seth. I still like and Seth Rogen. Hollywood likes him, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for Winston, I don't think they're going to go. I think they're going to get a black guy. I think that that's, yep. that's you know, the way Hollywood thinks. Um, so I, again, casting from TV, I've got Damon Wayans Jr. Okay. I don't know if either of you guys have watched Happy Endings. It's a, a sitcom. I yeah, think no, I haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've heard he's awesome clips it. of it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I watch it when I when I get the chance. It's it's super well written, the cast. I mean, it's one of those, like, very hip, clever kind of things. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, it's it's really great. And he's right. hilarious on it. Sweet. So, uh, so yeah, I got him. Uh, for Dana... Uh, I don't. I think I've given her a role before, but uh, I like Rooney Mara, so I'm giving it to Rooney Mara. Okay, she's yep. got that sort of darkness that I think uh, Dana when she becomes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's key. Uh, this one I'm disappointed with because again, it doesn't get better than Rick Moranis. But uh, for Lewis, I put Christopher Mintz Plass because I think that that's the way they. Do yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's, he's funny when he's yeah, yeah. He's, oh, I don't he's dislike fine. him. I just think that yeah, I just. 
that's replacing the yeah Rick Moranis is uh, for Janine. Uh, I've got Mae Whitman, uh, who played uh, Anne, uh, mm-hmm. the second. Anne oh right, on yeah. Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah. Nice. Um, her. Uh, her. <laughs> her. Uh, she calls she it a calls May it egg. A May an egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then for for Walter, it's hard again, hard to recast William Atherton. It is. But uh, I put Christopher McDonald. Because he oh, plays cool. a hell of a shit. Yeah. Ah, great pick. Yeah. I struggled with Walter Peck quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. All right. Very nice. That's me, baby. And now Greg's going. Now for my hopefully good cast. I was trying to think what wouldn't I would watch piss that me one off to too much. Not bad. Yeah. Right? Um, we drew from a very similar pond for mm-hmm. a lot of things. I was watching. I was actually watching Stripes oh, okay. the other day, trying to think like who can do this? What Bill Murray does? This, right. Because I was like, part of it is is the disheveled, though, you know, like, and he is kind of an everyman. Yeah. Uh, so I decided for Venkman, I'm going to go with Chris Pratt. Mm, cool. Um I, I just like that guy a lot. I think he's really funny. He is he's, really he's, funny. He's totally relatable. Yeah. I almost put him as, as Ray. Right on. Uh, for Egon, I've got Martin Starr. Uh, oh, nice. Um, Sweet. Uh, from uh, Freaks and Geeks and uh, Party Down. I love that guy. I think he's hilarious. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, for Ray, I've got Ken Marino. <laughs> uh, I just I love That's that great. guy. He yeah. plays such a great dumbass. Totally, yeah. I think he just fits right into that really nicely. And for Winston Zeddemore, I've got Craig Robinson. Oh, um, oh nice! That nice. is such a great choice. Yeah, I think he'd be great in that role. For Dana, I, I think went he'd with do uh, more than uh, uh, than. Um, I can only think Danny Glover. Right <laughs> Wayne, I'm not a. I'm Wayne's Jr.? No, no. Who are you um, talking about? Uh, Ernie Hudson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like in terms of what you're better than your pick for Hollywood. No, Okay. No. Um, for Dana, I've got Amy Adams. Oh, um, nice. I just like her a lot. Oh, and I was trying great. to think of somebody who can be funny but also uh, stern, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then for for Lewis Tully, I really I was on a long like wait on this one trying to figure something out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe uh, um, uh, whoop, I'm having a brain fart there. I was going to use uh, Thirty Rock uh, Jack McBriar. Yeah, oh. uh, and I had him in there forever because I was like, well, I guess that works and it seems to make sense. But then, I, actually, then I, I really like that. I, I like it a lot. But then I was like, no, 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 Jermaine Clement. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, because Great. because I think uh, like it goes a Rick Moranis. Way. Yeah, it does. But Rick Moranis's character for Lewis Tully is very much of 1984. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's into like uh, you know like aerobics and stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, well, yeah. it should be somebody Mineral who's water totally nerdy, yeah. but into like today's nerd out mm-hmm. things, like too many Apple products. And, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I just I immediately went, well, like, yeah, yeah. Jermaine come Clement on over. Really, I got the new iPhone five. Totally, or something, I think yeah. he'd be great with that. Um, and then I went a totally different age direction with Janine. Um, I went with Megan Mullally. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I think I it would her. also be her. funny to watch her hit on Martin Starr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for Walter Pack, I've got uh, for Mad Man John Slatterly. Uh, oh, cool, yeah. yeah. He's got a little weaselly kind yeah. of thing I like it Chris McDonald better, though. That's pretty good. That is a good yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. But that's my Ghostbusters. Awesome. Sweet. I would watch both of those, just all to right. say. <laughs> uh, all right, so I casted it. Uh, in this the dumbest way that I could think. Um, it's also kind of awesome. I don't know. I think it would be pretty funny to watch. Uh, uh, but my Ghostbusters recast involves the director creating a time machine and going back and making the movie with the eight-year-old virgin versions of all of the original cast. So it would be like Ghostbuster Babies. Yes. 
It would be like Muppet Babies, but with Ghostbusters in live action. <laughs> with everyone, I like doesn't matter. Somehow he's gone back and gotten the eight year old of everyone. So even if they're not the same age, they're all eight years old. Now you're you're going. Like we're talking like mid sixties now when these people are all eight, right? Yeah. Like or or like early sixties. I don't know. They're old. Uh, are, are they? Uh, this movie does not. I'm going way too this into movie the that, logistics this, listen, of what you And I'm ready to answer you. This, <laughs> this movie does not exist in the years in which that they are eight. The director has a time machine. Oh, and he, and he has gone to 1984. Or and, to now, or whenever I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. When, it, when it's made, it's not does not matter. But they all exist as eight years old okay. in whatever era it's made. All right. <laughs> Do they all have to wear one big suit? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I there will be I there will know. be a lot of gags. Is the script of, exactly the same? Exactly. So the eight year old Dan Aykroyd has to get a blowjob blow from a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't right. think that far into it. <laughs> <laughs> My Ghostbusters dream just got creepy. It's true. Uh, this man has no penis. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, mine. That's Lord. the dumbest one I could think of. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a retarded idea, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, I couldn't. Uh, oh, and one of them, <laughs> one of them is Daniel Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, the eight-year-old Puff Marshmallow Man is, is Daniel eight, Tosh. Eight-year-old <laughs> Daniel Tosh. <laughs> he just roams through the sexist things. Yeah. Saying terribly racist and sexist things. All right. That's it. Well, we got to pick a movie for uh, oh, yeah. recasting next week. What are we going to recast next week? Yeah, what are we going to recast I next week, I forgot the cup guys. full of movie titles. All right. Next week, we are going to recast... We are going to The Monster Squad. Cast Monster Squad. That's all kids, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I don't know. No, 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 all right, you're right. Yeah, I just want... I was picking something off the top of my head. Uh, what uh, else the is color in the purple. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in the cup? Uh, in the cup, there's Star Wars. There's Glengarry Glen Ross. The, mm. the Avengers. Oh, Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, what else is in the cup? Glen, I say uh, my vote is for Glengarry Glen Ross. All right. Star Wars. Okay. I guess. That's Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry? Yeah. Glengarry? Mm-hmm. All right, let's That's get gonna serious. That's going to be the hardest fucking I'm gonna recast, recast ever. Be, yeah. I really Gary? wish I was recasting as so, stupid. Yeah, it'd be easiest to be stupid this time. Uh, so that means now you're... Stupid. I'm going to be doing stupid. Okay. You're going to be doing good. Casey's yes. doing the good recast. And you're doing Hollywood. I'm doing the Hollywood recast. Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross. All, All right. With that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. We did it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's only three people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. So you can find us on Twitter at SYNWPC, or you can hit us up on Facebook.com slash SYNWPC. And follow our network on Twitter at Modern Superior and listen to all of our shows, please. They're all good. Next week, (laughs) if I sound a little bit different, it's because I'll have new glasses. Oh. Mm. Mm. Look forward to that. Delightful. Yeah. I'm actually just looking them at uh, them right now, like wondering if they're, they they seem very similar to yours. Let's talk about it for a while on air. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, what do you think? Do you think these ones are, look like... Internet, we'll put it up and you can vote on them on the fucking web <laughs> on <the> Facebook. <laughs> I feel like this is going to become a new segment. A new segment. <laughs> Casey's Glasses Corner. It's called Glasses Similarity. <laughs> glasses. 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 <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. So that's I'm going to go episode. see The Master. I'll let you guys yeah, know. Yeah, go see right. the movie. It's awesome. And go see Dread. Go, go see, see Dread. Dread. Yes, you, you too, sure. Casey. I <laughs> yeah. will. I thought you were yelling at me. Yeah. Go see Dread, yeah, Casey. I'm going to go see it again. I loved it. Sweet. Well, see you next Wednesday, Internet. Yeah, bye, Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Internet. Ha. 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 Ha.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.